You are listening to the Why I Love Disney podcast. In this episode, we discuss when will the parks open, new content on Disney Plus, and much, much more. Are you ready? Let's go. Greetings and welcome to another exciting episode of the Why I Love Disney podcast. I'm Dustin. I'm David. I'm Ramin. And we are here on May the 5th. Today is Revenge of the 5th. Yesterday was May the 4th Be With You, the National Star Wars Holiday. Also a Disney property now. Do you guys have a, have you guys have a great week so far? Yeah, it's been good. Been very busy. Even, even in quarantine, still a lot of work to do. Yeah, same exactly. Same exactly. How did you celebrate May the 4th? Uh, well, I watched a little bit of the new uh, Mandalorian documentary on Disney+. Plus. All right. Did you dress up as a character? <laughs> no, not, not this year. Did you at least wear your Star Wars underwear? <laughs> uh, I do not have any. <laughs> oh, man. I don't, okay. Well, I know Ramin did. How about you? I know. How about you? Well, there were definitely <laughs> costumes in my house. And uh, we have been binge watching Rebels, and we also because the Rise of Skywalker was released on Disney Plus on May the fourth, very poetic, you know. And um, we watched that last night, and uh, again, and had a great time. So yeah, it was it was a good day. Of course, I had to work, so I couldn't celebrate like I wanted to. And I'm talking about this like it's you know Christmas or July fourth, but it kind of is for Star Wars fans. It's really amazing what this has become. It really has become kind of an event. Even Disney and Star Wars sort of use that day as just a, an incredible marketing opportunity. I mean, if you do the video games, they're all 50% off, there's sales, there's all sorts of new um, stuff released. It's really kind of um, an interesting cultural phenomenon that's kind of taken taken over and grabbed that day. You know, you get May the 4th, yeah. and then you get Cinco de Mayo right back to back. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I saw there was lots of new merch out and things for it. Yeah, I think my kids bought the Fallen Order um, video game, the new Jedi Fallen Order video game, and they're really excited about that. I've been playing a lot of Battlefront 2 also, which is a lot of fun. And even my okay. youngest, my five-year-old, loves uh, he loves the lightsaber battles, one-on-one lightsaber battles. It's not fun at all, but it's he can do it, and he's pretty good at it. So, you know, he'll get a, a character with a lightsaber and go fight somebody else. So, yeah, we're, we've actually been much more immersed in Star Wars as a family over these last few quarantine weeks than we normally are, um, which kind of led us into May the 4th and all this. And and so this episode, there's a lot to talk about. Tons of Disney news out there. Um, It's been a little bit, a couple weeks since we've had a conversation about these things and things continue to progress with the virus. We're still sheltering in place, each of us in our respective states, but things are starting to open a little bit, right? Um, Our governors have issued kind of guidance and, and for different businesses to some retail businesses, some restaurants, some other things to begin to slowly open. Is that kind of the same as where you're at down in Tennessee, David? Mm-hmm. Yes, we, we haven't, we really haven't changed very much in our house. We're still sticking close to the, to uh, the house. Yeah, us as well. I, I don't think that actually it will take a while for me. It will take a while for me to, to build my trust back up to go out, I think. Yeah. I think just personally, and that's kind of the big question is if everything's open back up, is it really, I mean, I guess that's a step in the right direction, but are people actually going to, um, feel comfortable getting out and, and, and 
doing these things. A, a restaurant operating at 25% capacity, I'm, I'm kind of wondering how that that even works. You need f- full right. restaurants to, to maintain profitability. But that's all the questions, too, with Disney and all of these things in Florida as they start to open up is, when is Disney going to open? When is Disney going to open? When are the parks going to open? Have you seen anything on that? Do you have any any new any news on that for us and any of the listeners? Well, uh, yeah, there's lots of, uh, you know, uh, in in Orange County, uh, where Disney World is, there's the Orange County Task Force is uh, working on uh, plans to get things reopened and offer some guidelines. So there's been a lot of stuff online about different uh, different uh, things that would be um, suggestions and some things that would be mandatory. I've seen some of that. Also, you know, California um, looks like California is moving at a slower pace than Florida seems to be. And... Um, there's a lot of hope that I think in Florida, Florida, that things could happen uh, sometime in the summer where it seems like Disneyland would at least be the fall before things could happen. But a lot of speculation. I don't think anything's firmly decided. That's for sure. Yeah. So the speculation you've seen, Ramin, have you seen any of this as well? Because I was reading and I read, I read one article that says, there's some speculation, maybe July, that Disney World opens. And then I read another article mm-hmm. that says, I've heard that. Don't expect it to open this year. I've read both of those this week. Yeah, that's, <laughs> and, I, that's I have the exact same right. experience. I, I think, honestly, nobody still really knows at this point. I think it, it's still kind of a guessing game. Um, and we're getting more and more information all the time, but, but nobody actually knows, I think. There's several factors. It's not just, are you allowed? It's what it makes sense economically. Like if you can only, the the, the stringent rules that are put in place to keep things healthy and safe as they should um, also are a huge burden on businesses, you know, to keep crowds down, which will will already suppress profits. Then you have to deal with the extra measures to keep things clean and safe more than you normally would, which would suggest maybe more staff, more supplies, those sorts of things. There's a lot of things at play here. And and um, and I still think that, you know, the government's job to keep everyone safe and then a, a, a responsible corporate entity with a reputation like Disney's and they've already rep- they've already demonstrated their willingness to go above and beyond to keep people safe and to do what they have to do. Um, it makes it kind of interesting. And I don't think they're going, I don't think Disney's rushing back into this, no matter what uh, happens in Florida with the governor and their laws. It just feels like they're going to be extra cautious being as they were ahead of the curve right. on closing everything down. Um, so I don't know what to believe on this stuff. I, I actually, the, the one I, I've told you guys this before, you know, as you watch news, about the virus and different things. You don't know who to trust or what is propaganda or what's political. And, and you, we like, you know, as mess we can to get just straight facts and news from people. And I found that my, my favorite news channel to watch through this has been CNBC. Um, the business news tends to be a little bit more realistic, at least that I've seen a less politically charged. And, um, the, one of the analysts, you know, these guys are paid lots and lots of money to look at companies and to analyze, you know, what they're doing and what they're going to do. And I was reading a guy whose entire business, his entire livelihood is based on looking at Disney's business for, for stock purposes. And he was very pessimistic that Disney's going to be back anytime soon as we know it. His, I'm see if I pull the article up here. 
Um, they stand to lose $21 billion by 2022. And they, he downgraded the stock saying, and he's comparing things to like 9-11. After 9-11, it took five years for the park attendance to get back to where it was before 9-11. Five years. And that's just, that was no, no, nobody shutting anything down. That's just people being scared to go out, right? Having to have trust again. Mm -hmm. um, after the economic collapse in 2008, which was an entirely different animal, it took three years to get back to attendance level from 2008. And he's saying this is far worse than any of those things as far as like, as far as its impact on the economy and all this thing. So he's saying, man, how long will it take not just Disney to reopen, but to get back to the record levels they were just at like last year. And uh, that's, that's an interesting right. question. And I think people would need to, you know, think about those things. And he actually speculates on the good end when they do open up, if they are at lower capacity, that they're probably going to be running lots of discounts and lots of promotions to try to get people to come back. Um, because this is not, let's just open it up and they're going to be back. It's not one of those situations is what he's arguing. Very interesting. Well, they've, uh, the uh, people that have reservations through like May, uh, you know, they've, 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 have to either uh, cancel them or you reschedule and they're offering already offering incentives to get people to either the free dining plan or discounts on rooms to try to get them to go ahead and rebook their, their vacation plans. I think that uh, a couple of things that go through my mind, uh, you know, I was looking again at some of the, some of the suggestions are like making sure that uh, they tape things off so that everybody knows how far six feet is from one another and, how the employees have to wipe down all these surfaces. Like think about the time it's going to take to wipe down every ride vehicle, every railing that people touch um, the time and just the cost of that. I was thinking that, that one of the mandates is um, that they have to have hand sanitizer at every gate, at every ride entrance and every ride exit. I mean, where is even all that coming from? I mean, I can't even buy say hand sanitizer where I live. So like who suddenly there's going to be enough for everybody in the park to just be wiping their hands down like crazy. I, I, there's a lot of things like that that I go, is that stuff really available? I mean, can they really yeah. do that? Maybe maybe by the summer, maybe things will have changed. But some, all those supplies seem to be so, so scarce already. And then the other question I had was, you know, the, it, at least in the Florida, they talked about that the phase one. I think I don't think. Sometimes people say in phase one, uh, the park could run at a 50% capacity, but I think they just mean when the parks open up. Because uh, I don't know that in phase one, the parks can open up in Florida's phase one, but they called it that. But that 50% that capacity, that's a lot of people still. I mean, when the park is half full, that's still a lot of people. And, uh, and, 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 and I, what I, what I, the other thing I went through was like 50% capacity for a busy time of year, or is that just, you know, the, the, the capacity of what the utmost that the park could hold? Cause that is a lot of people. And so I think that you know, if they had said 20 or 30%, um, I'd feel a little bit better. And I think most people that I've seen online have been, have been kind of in the same in the same boat. It just sounds like so many people still crammed in there together. And a lot of things you can't do because they're not, if they don't allow uh, larger groups, a lot of shows, a lot of rides, things that there'll be a lot of people in, they can't run everything. So 
anyway, those were a lot of questions that I had as I've been as I've been sorting through all this info. And I just don't know guys? how they open at twenty percent capacity. I just don't know how a business. You, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, there's margins and profit involved in this, and you can't operate at a loss, right? Right. I don't know how long that's sustainable. Um, so fascinating. You said a lot of things there, you know, got me thinking about how the world is going to be different moving forward. And, and there's a lot to consider in all this. Maybe, uh, you know, one thing I've heard several people say is that if they could use something like Disney Springs, get it opened, get the locals out there, practice some of these things, see if people, if they can really move people around an area like that with only, uh, everybody staying six feet apart. Is that even is that even possible in a park? How do you how do you make make everyone stay six feet apart? How do you keep people from getting in your own personal space that you you know you don't want them to be? So I think they've got to figure some things out. They've got to find some some testing ground with some with with the local crowds first uh, with it before people are going to feel like I'm going to travel halfway across the country and. And take chances like that. And it's really expensive to go down there and half of it be closed. Yep. I mean, you know, you'd have to you have to either be local or it's just I mean, again, I love it so much. If, if it was ta- if it was just me going, uh, it'd be one thing. But thinking about taking my family and uh, the risks of everything uh, and, and, and the cost of it, if, if it's not completely open and completely safe. You know, I'm going to be a little hesitant for a while. I got a I got a survey for uh, a business here in my in our area that was asked was a survey asking questions, and I, the one of the questions said, "If we do this, 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 and this, and this, and this," it was this big long list of like the same kind of suggestions that Disney's looking at. It said, "Will you feel safe and comfortable?" And my reply was, "Well, all these things make me feel safer." But I don't know that they make me feel safe. And I, I, that's, I don't know that anything's going to make everybody feel safe until there's a cure, until yeah. there's a vaccine. I mean, because everything's a big question mark. Do I feel safer with all these things in place? Yes. I, everybody's staying apart, far apart, and there's plenty of hand sanitizer. I'm going to feel safer. I just don't know that I would feel safe, you know, completely, confidently safe. That makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's still a certain amount of risk involved there, and I, I don't think it's quite tipped the balance for a lot of people, myself included, like you just like said for yourself. Um, there's still, mm-hmm. you know, big risk associated there. You know, uh, interesting, too, I've read a couple of things, and we know now the technology exists that they've been, you know, experimenting with the rise of the resistance um, ride, how they do the... the um, the queue, the line queues. Um, what's that called? What's the what they call that? You don't stand in line. The you sign up, and they tell you when to come. Oh, virtual virtual boarding. Uh, okay, the, yeah. So yeah, what you're have, talking about? Yeah, they have this queue. new technology, virtual boarding and virtual queues. That maybe all the rides right. go to that. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's one of those things. And this may not be a bad thing. Can you imagine? You don't have to just wait in line and for rides anymore. With a bunch of people. I mean, that, that there are some innovations yeah, have, that could make things even yeah. better. Yeah, I, mean, I have seen several things like that. That could be really, could be really cool. That if, uh, I mean, I don't know. Again, that means everybody's just kind of walking around out in the park, and that's that's just increasing the crowds out in the street. 
Because if everybody's yeah. not in line, they're all out in the park. That's a good point. But if you if it was done like every attraction had that and you actually had your schedule through the day, be here at so at 9 a.m., right. be at this ride, at 10 at you, and they knew like how many people were there and surely they can get it. I, I mean, I say surely, like this is so easy to do, but um you could track like one ride to the next ride, moving people through Adventureland up to Frontierland to Fantasy end in Tomorrowland and then route other people different ways, you know, to different places. And you could actually assign people, okay, here are your rides, sign up for what you want. And I, I know that would, that's a big thing, but they have to be experimenting with some of that, especially with the ride queues and things. And, you know, um, honestly that, yeah, I saw, I saw some, uh, somewhere that, uh, some changes had to the, to the, the Disney experience app, uh, already had already kind of showed maybe they're thinking this, that, that, you know, with like the more rides being like Rise of Resistance, that people people got hints from it from changes that were made to the app. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing too, like the the dining, the, especially in the big kind of cafeteria style sort of thing that they've done, and that's just always a, a a mess of people, right? Those are in that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a bigger as big a challenge, or if not more of a challenge, than the rides themselves is. Um, you know, just the food service and, and kind of getting people in and out and then restrooms. And my goodness, there's just so many things you don't think about um, with this and that they're going to have to consider. And I think, but I do know that they're on top of it, right? They they are the best right. in the business at these sorts of things and and they'll do what they can and it'll open when it opens. That's exactly right. I, yep. I hope it's soon, sooner than later. But uh, I mean, these are just things that, uh, no one knows what to do with. So well, let, it's let me ask a you this. to figure all this out. If they open July 1st, would you go in July? No, we talked to, we talked about this last time. No, well, I, I would not be there first. No, no, I don't think, I don't think anything. So I would love to be there. I would love to be there. Fortunately, I can watch. I'm sure there will be a lot of people that will go and we'll post it online and I'll, I'll get a little hit that way. I just uh, at this point, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be first, but I hope they okay. get it open and they and they get all these these uh, these things going. But I hope I hope that if they open, it's that they feel confident that it's it is safe for people to be there. Ramin, would you go on, they've in got, July? They've got great information. I just want them to know that they're that they're keeping uh, everybody safe as possible. Yeah. Me personally, I, I probably would not go. It's not so much that I'm concerned about my own health per se. And, and that's kind of been my relationship with this thing from the start. I am concerned about it. I definitely don't want to be one of the unlucky few that would end up in the ICU or even worse, you know, passing away. But um, my proximity to to people who would be um, very vulnerable to this thing, I think is way too high for me to try to take in a risk like that. I think it would be way too selfish for me. I, I would not go. Um, I, I would definitely want to wait till there's some more parameters and, and things in place that I could ensure, ensure the safety of the people around me a little bit more before I took, you know, the time to, for that leisure for myself. Um, but here's the thing. I, I don't even know that you have to wait. I mean, did you guys see this article? It was a couple days ago. This guy, uh, was arrested. He had been squatting on Disney world's discovery Island for, I think about a week or something like that. I saw so, that. That yeah, was a yeah. great story. Right? 
hilarious. He said he didn't know. He thought he was on, you know, this, uh, that he was trespassing. He thought he was on a tropical paradise. Like that's some excuse, I, I, I guess. If I was, you know, in this pandemic, we all want to escape <laughs> to our mistake. own tropical paradise. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, Justin, we were talking about it earlier and I, it's hilarious. Like uh, each of you, if you were to, you know, I guess squat or go go back into the park right now because you have it to yourself, where would you camp out? What would you do uh, while you were in the parks, you know, all by yourself? So where would we want oh, to camp and, and crash if we were going to do that? Huh, that's a, that is a great, which park, which well, park would you go to? Man, that's a tough one. I would, I, I, I typically, def our family defaults to Magic Kingdom. We, if we only have one day, we go there and we do something nostalgic. I love them all, but that's just kind of what we end up doing. I think I would probably say Magic Kingdom also. Although, man, Galaxy's Edge to be stuck in just sort of a, a Star World, Wars world, uh, a Star Wars theme would be kind of cool too. Are there hammocks anywhere? Do they have hammocks in any of the parks? I don't think in the parks, but definitely at Wait, the in resorts. Magic Kingdom, you have the Swiss Family Treehouse. Dude, oh, you can live out all your fantasies. Dude, so there you go. You there got you go. You got a place to live, <laughs> Swiss Family Treehouse. You've got the river, the, you know, from the Jungle Cruise. You know, plenty of water. And, and um, you got not too far from the, the turkey leg station, you know, just right up the bend there. <laughs> and dude, this is, this is I, think, I think Magic Kingdom is the place to go. I'm there. That's, that's, that's the one for me. What about you, Ramin? You know, I would try to get a sneak peek at that Galactic Star Cruiser, that luxury hotel. Uh -huh. um, but it's not completely finished yet. On. I know. I want to see what's going on, though. So I, I would try to get, you know, maybe a behind the scenes kind of look at what's going on right there. Actually, construction sites, that's smart for a different reason because they're probably not going to look for you there. You know what I mean? Yeah. You probably hide behind some like some debris, you know, some scaffolding or something like that and set you up a nice look because all the construction workers aren't there and, you know, regular employees aren't just sort of like going in and out. So that's a perfect place to hide too. Yeah. Good thinking, Ramin. I, def I definitely want to check it out. But, uh, you know, food and stuff, that's essential. So we probably have to <laughs> find my way And if you're listening else, and you want to try this out, man, just let us know how it goes. Like send us a, send us a, um, a message. We'd love to see how this works out for you. And, um, it, it, no, no, yeah, uh, but, sure. but yeah, life, lifetime ban if you get caught. <laughs> I think you should get a lifetime season pass. I just think that's creative and and, and sort of inspiring. You know, they, they make a movie of this guy, <laughs> yeah, the guy who lived in Disney World and nobody knew about it for you know. What would your your excuse be if you got caught? Would you? Like, I think that guy played it about right. And I just walking right. around and I ended up here. I didn't know. I mean, it's just land. I just, I just, I just sort of wandered in here. I, I wouldn't even say that. So I would just pretend like I was lost. Like, what are you talking about? I, <laughs> I thought all these, uh, all this. I thought nature grew these signs that said restrooms that way. You know. Do you, Do you think the optics just look eat. worse? If you're like this guy, I mean, he's he just played like played pleaded ignorant, right? You think the optics look, you know, worse for Disney if they're like a mega fan and then they're like pressing charges against them? You know what I mean? Like maybe if you're like, nah. you know, I, just, I just really love this place, man. I can't, I'm so excited. I'm so sorry. You know, like that, I feel like the <laughs> optics look, you know, way worse if they're like, no, versus this guy's like, I just thought I was, you know, you know <laughs> I, a, a I mean, it's, it's, tr it's trespassing. It's not, you know, they're not going to get the death penalty for that, right? So, no. you know, and they, you got to like draw some lines. I do understand like 
make an example of this. You don't want people like getting ideas like we are right now. <laughs> um, but you got to kind of make an example and say, you're not allowed to do this. At the same time, you know, you don't have to throw the book at them either. You know what I mean? Like, this is mm-hmm. tough. To, everybody's going struggling right now. Maybe the guy's homeless and needed like a needed like a place to crash. You know what I'm saying? And maybe he did wonder and maybe there was like a hole in the fence or he, you know, he got past a security guard. And I, I, it's really interesting. I'd love he, to know his he story. Had to- <laughs> He had to take a boat to get there. <laughs> yeah, they said he also had to, uh, he, he would have gone past trespassing signs and uh, two closed gates too. So he he knew what he was ah. doing. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. And I yeah. think he had to, he had to, he had to take a boat. <laughs> yeah, it was he an He had island. to take one of their He's boats to get there. Yeah. In fact, to go track so. him down, they, they had uh, launched searches on foot, boat, and helicopter to go get this guy. Yeah, which he claimed he didn't hear because he was asleep. <laughs> you ever slept through, you know, helicopters? <laughs> he and was asleep like, in a building. Yeah. <laughs> deny, deny, deny. It's amazing. Deny. It's amazing deny. to think that there are areas like that that are just sitting there. That you know, I mean, this used to be Discovery Island, where the you know before Animal Kingdom, where they you could there were animals and uh, tropical birds and things like that. So that all that. There's a lot of buildings and things still there from all those years ago. Okay, this begs the question. Have you ever thought about this? Because I know I, I have when I was especially like a teenager or a kid. But, you know, Disney, the parks are closing, right? And they're, they, the fireworks are over. Everything's out. And everybody's sort of one walking out. Have you ever thought about, especially like if you aren't, weren't like at the parade or riding or watching the fireworks, like you're in the back of the park on a ride, getting your last one in, right? And it's almost empty when you come out, right? And it's just time to go. Have you ever had the fantasy or thought about, I could just hide out in here and they never know, right? <laughs> it, where would you, it, it, yeah. I've thought, I've had that thought, like when I was a kid and stuff like that. Of course, I'm, I never did that, but you've got to think somebody's tried that. You got to think that happens oh, yeah. Oh, fairly yeah. regularly, right? I'd be fascinated there, to know then, like how often they deal with that. And there are employees that are working there all night long, so you you couldn't get a you couldn't get away with it because there are lots of people working. Oh, I bet you could jump. Yeah. You could jump in a garbage can. There's got to be somewhere like get some scuba <laughs> gear and like dive down into the in the pond or something like that. You know, if somebody was really creative, I'll bet they could have pulled it off. And I bet they have stories. I bet there's people like security that have seen oh. everything there is. I guarantee it. Oh yeah, if people can breach the White House book. lawn. They can hang out in, in Disney after hours, no question. Dude, maybe that's a book. Maybe we should like find some Disney security people to talk to us about the greatest Disney. Disney like squatting stories and just deal, dealing over the decades. I bet that would, I would love to read that. I would love to hear about that. Me too. Me too. There, there, when my kids were, uh, were younger, a series came out called kingdom keepers. And it was all about these kids that worked at the parks and all the, the how the villains try to take over the park and the rides come alive at night and the pirates come out and the, it's a small world. Children come out and everybody's uh, there, you know, the kids had to That's face awesome. all these uh, crazy characters, uh, and they're not very nice. <laughs> ah, so a little like a yeah. night at the museum, just in a theme park. Yeah, a little bit like that. A lot of that. Yeah. Dude, but who wouldn't want to be like um, stuck in Disney World? See, that's the thing. Like when you're a little kid, like I could get lost here. I, I could live here. It'd be all right. Mom, dad, see you guys. You know, just leave me here. <laughs> Um, it definitely would be a fun place to be uh, after hours by yourself and get to check things out for sure. 
Dustin, we should probably add a little like uh, qualifier conditioner thing. Like we do not, you know, in any way condone <laughs> trespassing on Disney property, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> we don't. Yeah, we, we don't condone this. And consult a legal professional before you try anything and do not blame us. We take no responsibility. This is for entertainment purposes only. Um, just musing. So, hey, it, Disney yeah, Plus. It's definitely fun ahead. to think about. Say definitely fun to think about, but um, mm-hmm. this is this is the real world. We <laughs> we we know we can't. Okay, let me ask you just real quick, and we may edit this part out too. But under what conditions would you start to consider going back to a Disney park? What would the conditions need to be? Are would do you need like a full? There needs to be a vaccine and a cure, or if they if it got to the point where. You're six months into this. It's 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 still not a cure, but it's late January, and they're operating at fifty percent capacity with all these measures. Would you consider it then? Like, what are the conditions that need to be met for you to consider going back to the park? Uh, well, I think the the three that come to my mind are you know what are the what's the rate of new cases? Is there any slowdown? Has social di- second has social distancing done any? any good uh if we're all six feet apart do we know that that really is making a big difference and uh and then the third to me would be what is the healthcare like have we do we have better treatments do we if we don't have a vaccine do we have adequate care for people without you know having situations like new york where there are way more sick people than there are uh facilities and and workers so those so that would be sounds, the three things in to my me like That sounds to me like you're saying it, your, your biggest hurdle is that there's just not enough information yet. We just don't know. It still don't I, know enough yet. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, it, I, don't, I don't feel like I know enough. And, I, you know, I don't know that I, I've read a lot of information, but I don't know that uh, we have enough grasp of how to really treat this and how to really save people's lives it's just it's too new still to me anyway yeah. so i think I think that's a good question i i mean a good i hadn't thought of it that way but yeah i think it's a lot of uh it's because there's still a lot of questions for me i i'm i'm i think in the same boat as david i think right now social distancing is the the biggest weapon that we have against this pandemic um and so until we get more tools under our in our tool belt um, I don't think it makes sense to come together in, in confined spaces with everybody breathing on each other. Um, so for me, I, I'm the same. I, I, I would need um, more, like easier access to testing and, and make sure our healthcare system isn't overwhelmed. You know, cures would be awesome. That's probably the point where I would feel the most comfortable. There's some kind of vaccine uh, for the COVID virus. Um, and that, that's probably, you know, when I would consider going back how about you Justin? So, i want to be a little bit more aggressive aggressive in this i, I think I, let's let's if i were to fast forward three months from now okay all caveat because everything's still fluid and moving and if the the number as things are starting to open up a little bit more right and in three months we haven't seen a, a noticeable spike and in addition like for instance disney world in particular had like we're operating at 25 to 50% capacity and 
they had already opened for a little while or somewhere else, whether Shanghai or whatever, and had these things I, and, and offered a really great deal, right? One of those things that you're like, okay, I'll, I'll roll the dice. And then if, if it falls through, I don't feel like, you know, I could cancel and there's a cancellation policy and they're very lenient on those things. All those conditions, I would begin to consider it, you know, within three to four to five months, you know what I mean? Uh, With those things met, you know, um, it is has to do with information. I think, you know, eventually, originally it was sort of like we're doing these things. Social distancing was to what they said, flatten the curve, right? So that we don't overwhelm the healthcare systems. And it seems like to some degree we've done that. Um, and that's a really good thing. I'm not so sure. Like, it seems like the my problem, my problem is it doesn't seem like there's a defined goal right now. It seems like there's this moving target of what are we trying to accomplish? Um, are we still trying to flatten the curve to lessen the blow on healthcare systems or are we waiting on a cure or a vaccine? And I'm not really sure anybody's defined that. So without a definition, I'm kind of like you guys, you don't really know what to plan for. You just kind of got to wait and see, but I'm, I'm thinking of parameters now, you know, you're inside long enough. You start to think, okay, if it's a great deal, if there aren't huge spikes after they start to open up a little bit and they're operating at much lower capacity, I would consider um, doing something like that. I'd probably self-quarantine from like, if I took my family, for instance, my me, my wife, and my four little kids, when we came back, we would probably stay away from people for a while and do some of those things. But I could see scenarios in place that I might do something like that. In particular, I also think to myself, if I can navigate my grocery store right now, which I do as little as possible, then I could probably navigate, well, I say that, Disney World's a whole nother animal, but you see what I'm like, you start to feel more comfortable and confident, you know, masks and things like that. I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, it's really expensive to take a family of six, you know? And so if you're willing to take on a little bit more risk, maybe a lot more risk, I mean, you may be able to do something you wouldn't have otherwise been able to do, or at least have done for a long time to come, you know, and it would cost you a lot more. So I don't know. There's a trade-off there. I think, um, yeah, for me, I think it's a trade-off that I think it's a trade-off too that I think it's a trade-off that a lot of people are going to face in other areas. I've, you know, as as the economy, uh, they try to open the economy back up and get businesses back uh, going. I've I've already know of people that are going, am I going to, if they make me go back to work, am I going to go or am I going to quit my job? Because I'm, you know, especially older people than they're, you know, someone's in mid fifties and still working, but feels vulnerable and their 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 job says no you've got to come back you know people are going to have to make these tough choices of do I want to take that chance same way with the park same way with the grocery store same way with our jobs it's uh as 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 they push to open things back up everybody's going to have to decide for themselves whether it's worth the risk yeah, yeah definitely it does seem They're very situational highly for each person's life you know each person has different circumstances affecting them, you know, their age, proximity to people around them, all, you know, they're going to play into each person's decisions, how they're going to interact with this thing moving forward. Right. Well, that's a lot of stuff. We've talked about a lot of things and I know there's some Disney plus stuff out there. Um, some Disney plus news. You got the new Mandalorian documentary that's out to give us a little bit of that rise of Skywalker's added um, a few other um, movie announcements. I know some things have been moved around, but you know, we've kind of talked for a while. Do you have anything real quick to go through the list that w- was interesting to you, David, on any of those fronts? Well, I think I said, I did check out the new Mandalorian, uh, 
a documentary series. It, it was really good. I watched the part of the first episode. Another another series that I've really enjoyed is called Prop Culture. Uh, I love anything that's Disney history. So this this show is just about the props uh, for, of Disney. And the first episode was all about going back and finding all these Mary Poppins uh, uh, props. And then there's one on Tron and Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, Roger Rabbit and some other things. So it looks like a great series. The first one was really good. That's super cool. I'd love to check that out too. I love that stuff. Um, we're binge watching, like I said, Star Wars Rebels, the cartoon. Um, and my kids are loving that. I really like it. I'm blown away by how good these these extra things are, these series are. I know I haven't yeah. finished Clone Wars yet, but in the middle of this, the, the stories are just so deep and engaging. Like it's very binge worthy. So um, I'd highly recommend that too. We're still working our way through the Marvel uh, movies. Uh so that's been a lot of fun too. Awesome. Well, we should probably wrap it up. We will probably do uh, a quarantine edition rewatchable on Rise of Skywalker soon, um, just to celebrate the Star Wars holiday we just finished up. I know everybody's seen it now a couple of times, I believe. Probably has some thoughts on that. I know a lot of people have opinions on Rise of Skywalker and how the, the saga and the Skywalker saga sort of ended. So be looking for that. But we want to thank you so much for listening. Um, we know that... Um, the numbers keep going up and we know more people are listening and we see people from all across the world that, that touch base and check in. And we are very grateful for that. If we can serve you anyway, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you too. Why do you love Disney? What are the things you're hearing um, where you're at? Like what, what are some of the things that would, that would need to happen for you to consider taking your family to a Disney park? We'd love to hear from you. Um, we might even talk about it on, on the show next time. Um, but until then, this is David, Dustin, and Ramin signing off, and we hope you guys have a great and wonderful. <laughs> that was great. Until then. <laughs> yeah. Catch you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>